All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time once again for Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. The next half hour, we'll talk about investing in the stock market in individually owned stocks, as the as the AKW Group does for its roster of clients in custom-made portfolios designed just for their interests and their goals. All you have to do if you want more information is to give us a call during this half hour at 330-673-1234 or listening online, 800-669-4100. Well, well, first week of October begins, the fourth quarter is underway, and the market's still uh, not really taking any particular direction. Investors are, are being uh, swayed by those uh, higher interest rates in the bond market. The uh, economic news remains mixed, so uh, things, I don't know, how, how do you look at the market right now? Yeah, Bob, we, we really had a kind of a mixed week for the market as far as the, uh, the indices go. And I think a lot of that is just information that's blowing in, and you know, the data dependency, I think, of investors as well as, the, you know, the government, the Federal Reserve, everybody's just watching, um, you know, what's being reported and trying to figure out the best strategy and tax, tactics as we go forward. Um, you know, last week we, we started really with a sell-off um, you know, through most of the week and had a pretty strong recovery on Friday. Uh, we see interest rates, you know, kind of moving higher and, and kind of the expectation that, you know, rates may stay higher for longer than expected. I think early on this year, the bond market was really anticipating that the Federal Reserve wouldn't be able to keep rates high. And at some point this year, early part of next year, would have to start bringing those rates down. But, you know, as we've seen, the Federal Reserve has been very, uh, you know, hawkish and the way they're talking about, you know, this fight against inflation and, and rates might have to stay higher for longer. Uh, and then, you know, you have just some disruptions out there in the economy. You know, the, the auto worker strike continues to go forward. Um, you know, you just, it seems like there's just a lot of things. That the start of repayment of student debt is, is hitting, uh, you know, some younger people's pocketbooks. So just, just a lot going on, Bob, and I think a lot of mixed data. It's hard to really get a strong feel uh, for which direction, you know, the economy is going. But, uh, again, the numbers still coming in pretty good. So for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, sell off about 100 points, lost 0.3% for the week. And year-to-date, we sit uh, just, a, just a little bit under 1%, 0.8%. So that Dow Jones Industrial Average is pretty flat for the year. Uh, the broader index, the S&P 500 index, is up uh, for the week 0.5%. And year-to-date, we sit at 12.2%. So again, pretty good return from the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ had a strong week, up 1.6%. And again, year-to-date, that NASDAQ still at 28.3% return. So 
Again, a lot of the returns coming in from those big mega cap stocks, those technology stocks this year, and that's why that composite is so high. And then we saw the small mid cap stocks sell off pretty dramatically. You know, 2.2 percent last week, and year to date now we're underwater. We're about 0.9 percent negative for the year on the on the Russell 2000, which is a measure of those small mid cap stocks. So, Bob, a lot, lot to pay attention to. A lot of uh, strategy. You know, the thing through is, is we finish out the year and. Heading to 2024. As we mentioned, interest rates are having an impact on the market. Uh, for example, the 10-year yield on, on, uh, on the government bonds as high as now as 4.89% on Friday. Uh, that wasn't exactly as high as it was during the week. Interest rates are spiking, and I guess that has to be blamed basically on the fact that the Fed is keeping their interest rates high. And I think I think there's a lot of thoughts out there. You know, I mean, government debt, you know, is spiraling out of control, and you know, we obviously are going to have to deal with the government budget again here. And, uh, you know, I think with McCarthy uh, losing his speakership, that's going to, you know, maybe cause some issues for, for the government as we move forward. Um, you know, there's belief out there that the global markets may be losing some faith in our political system. And, you know, their purchases of our treasuries and, and our debt, you know, that that comes under question. Um, you know, this whole issue of just supply and demand in the, in the bond market, uh, inflation, again, being higher for, for longer than we expected. So just, just a lot of uh, thoughts that are, you know, kind of going on out there, Bob. And, you know, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see what the Federal Reserve does. They're really going to kind of be the key, I think, to where rates head as, as they, they should be. Um, you know, but any kind of comments from them about, you know, uh, repurchasing bonds, you know, uh, more quantitative easing or, you know, the fact that the economy is slowing with some of the data that they're reading, that could really uh, send the market, you know, up in, in a very positive direction like we saw on Friday. You know, as soon as rates start coming down a little bit, we see the market recover. And uh, so I think that's going to be the key uh, as we as we move into next year. Now, we talked about, uh, again, the, the news about jobs, that it was unexpectedly good, uh, yet uh, uh, the other data in the economy, which some are very strong, some not so much. So what should investors make about what this uh, these figures mean? I mean, was the job market that good? Does that mean with subdued inflation and more jobs, things are rosy? Or are we not uh, that concerned about about those figures? Well, employment has been, as we say, Bob, you know, we talked about this a lot over the past year, year and a half, that, you know, the job market has been resilient, strong, and you know, right when you expect to see some weakness, you get a report like you got on Friday, you know, 336,000 jobs added. That was double the views of what were expected. So it's, you know, these numbers are just kind of blowing expectations away. You know, when you're expecting half that and you get double it, I mean, that's, that's a big miss. I mean, uh, so I just think it shows experts have no idea and they're, and they're guessing. They're trying to figure it out. But what we have seen is wages uh, not really going up as much. Um, and, you know, there was a big belief, you know, even though it's strong demand that, you know, employers would have to pay much higher, higher wages. But we're starting to see the wage inflation kind of come down a little bit, which is which is a positive uh, because that will impact some of those, uh, you know, inflation numbers as we go forward. So, yeah, Bob, again, we're just going to have to pay attention to the data and I'm sure we'll get a clear indication somewhere. But right now we, we're getting mixed numbers, you know, depending on what data you're looking at. 
Now, of course, inflation greatly impacted by things like the price of gasoline. This morning, looking at Gasoline Alley in, uh, in, in Kent, on Route 59, I see the prices are down. Crude futures fell sharply. Gasoline futures plunged to a new low for the year, among weakening signs for energy demand. And, and it seems like instantly the price went down at the pump here. Yeah, it's, it's how it works. And, you know, again, last week it was a big surprise, you know, the drop, because everybody... Uh, a lot of the experts were expecting oil to continue to go higher, and uh, you know the, the pressures would kind of mount there, and then you get a big sell-off uh, in oil last week. And if you look from last year, we're down about 13% from last year's uh, you know, price per barrel. And and you know you think of oil, Bob, it affects so many things. Not only gas pump, but you know when you break down a you know a barrel of oil, you know it goes towards diesel fuel, jet fuel, um, you know things like asphalt uh, products. You know, some of the uh, hydrocarbons that come out of a barrel of oil for butane and heating systems. So, and, and then just so many products because of the wax and plastics that come out of a barrel of oil. I mean, everything from a toothbrush to a tire, you know, to candles. I mean, so many products out there impacted by a barrel of oil. So, I think the quick thing is to think of gas prices, but, you know, changes in oil prices affect a lot of products, you know, throughout the economy. Uh, so, again, we'll have to pay attention, but right now it looks like, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, a reason to believe maybe prices are going to come a little bit lower here in the short run. We're talking to Walt Sequeira of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're talking about investing in direct stocks and individual stocks. If you have any questions, of course, give us a call at 330-673-1234. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the show, where Walt talks about some of the issues that he's watched again during the past week that might have an impact on the market in the days to come. U.S. consumer spending increased nearly 6% in August, a year earlier. This is in spite of the, the higher interest rates and, and inflation. So what does that tell you? Well, it's the most important thing in our economy, Bob. You know, 70% of our economy, about 70% is what you and myself and the listeners do with our money. And, you know, if we continue to spend, that's going to help the economy out. I mean, that's that's what drives it. So, the government and businesses can only do so much. I mean, it's just really us. We live in a consumption economy. So when you see that type of spending increase, you know, 5.8% is a pretty big number. You know, people are still spending money. And uh, as long as that happens, I mean, there's reason to believe this economy can continue to move forward. Once again, we're talking about the economy. We're talking about the market. Walt Secure is our expert from the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, water. A growing global crisis, they say. A conference recently of the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations focused on increasing the sustainability of water use in agriculture to try to solve the global water crisis. Uh, Water-related natural disasters have caused problems in the recent years, and some 2.4 billion people live in water-stressed countries, with about 10% of the global population living within countries with high and critical water stress now we here in the great lakes area don't see that but then again we better watch out because they may be coming after our water <laughs> that's true bob and this is a big problem and you know it'll be it'll be really interesting that that resource is so important and you know these natural disasters have impacted water supplies in certain parts of the, of the world and uh, yeah i mean we, we're very fortunate here we forget how fortunate by the Great Lakes uh, that we are, you know, with, with our water supply and, and the sourcing of water, but uh, other parts of the world are, are not. And, you know, this is an area we always look at for investment opportunities. Um, there's there's some companies out there like American Waterworks uh, that, you know, basically work on the, the production and, and the cleanliness of water. And, 
you know, there's there's a lot of investments to pay attention to when you think of uh, water and, and the resource it is to the world. Now, in the world of retail, losses due to theft are over $112 billion last year. That's up some 20%. These come from the latest National Retail Security Survey, released by the Loss Prevention Research Council. Uh, now, again, this impact is from the many people say call inventory shrinkage, which is a retail speak for different kinds of theft. Target, Dick Sporting Goods, others, they're saying rising theft costs are a cause of earnings shortfalls in the last quarter. So who, who's stealing and then from where? Well, you know, it's, it's stealing at all parts of the supply chain. You know, it's interesting to look at this research. It's just not stealing in the store, but, you know, through the logistics system, through the, the transportation of products, um, you know, before they get to the shelves, they, they go from place to place, so warehouses, uh, you know, on trucks and so forth. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of products going missing, and it's, it's impacting bottom lines. You know, when we talk about security, you know, a lot of times we automatically think of, uh, you know, Internet, phone security. But security in the retail, you know, the logistics system is definitely going to be have to look at. We, we see big retailers like Target and Dix and Nordstrom's, you know, talking about these severe losses, how it's impacting their, their bottom line. So, again, uh, another area to think about from an investment perspective and who's, uh, who's really working on these uh, these issues and who can improve uh retail security for, for the supply chain. So uh, definitely an area we're looking at for who the players are there. A Pew Research study shows that nearly 8 in 10 Americans favor maximum age limits for elected officials like the Supreme Court justices and Congress people. Uh, they would like to see, you know, not to have so many, I guess, uh, geriatric folks up there making decisions for the country. You know, again, what kind of impact might that have on the economy? Well, let's hope it has some impact, Bob. I think this is something a lot of people are talking about. I, you know, I think there's a lot of interest. We're going into a, another election year next year. There'll probably be a lot of division and discussions throughout the country. But, you know, hopefully some of these reforms do go into place and then we make the system better and, uh, you know, more supportive and, and realistic and, uh, you know, getting people in, in power that can actually, you know, make decisions, take action, help this country as we go forward. So, uh, you know, maybe that's wishful thinking, but I think these types of research studies coming out of Pew Research show that people really do want this. So um, hopefully politicians will listen and some reforms will come into place. And uh, again, if you look at some other issues out there, Americans report there are too few women in these top executive business decisions. 55% of those polled believe there needs to be more women. Now, of course, for many years now, the AKW Group has had a focus on women in your women's empowerment and leadership portfolio of stocks. Yeah, well, this is something, you know, we were fortunate a few years, you know, go back five, six years ago, we were working with a big women's group out of the Pittsburgh area. Uh, they ran a national magazine. It was called Inspiring Lives. And you know, we were able to kind of work with them and get an early start and, and build a portfolio where, uh, you know, it's it's not a me-too portfolio. It's more of a portfolio that says, hey, you know, diversity is good. And, and if you think about uh, the way companies uh, derive sales, you know, women are very, very powerful in the, in the supply, you know, in the purchasing process and uh, their impact on purchase decisions. And companies that have a well-balanced, uh, diversity throughout an organization and, and women in leadership, uh, you know, tend to do very, very well. Uh, so again, we see some of the changes starting to kind of get into the system. We've got a long way to go still, Bob. It's still, you know, very male dominated world out there in business, but, uh, you know, more and more women are, are getting opportunities and, uh, we look at companies that, that do this. Uh, we, we think it's important, 
And, uh, you know, like you said, we have a portfolio that focuses on this. And anybody interested in that portfolio, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about it. It's time now for Stock Talk with Walt Sakara, the time where you can call up once again at 330-673-1234 and ask Walt about any particular stock issue that you're interested in, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Some factoids in the world of stocks again. Auto sales of the U.S. are rising. New car sales rose in the third quarter despite the higher interest rates and higher prices. Analysts say the pent-up demand from consumers and fleet customers is fueling the market as the inventories rebound. Yeah, you see these numbers, Bob. I mean, it's very impressive. General Motors, three sales, 21%. Toyota, 12 uh, Ford, up 8 uh, So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of positivity as far as the sales go, even with these higher rates. You know, I mean, it's a much more expensive to buy a car with a higher interest if you got to finance it. And uh, but it, it's it's really these are pretty strong numbers. Uh, so again, you know, worth worth looking at some of these auto companies. A lot of them have gotten hit uh, from the year because of higher rates, and you know, investors worrying about profitability. And then of course the auto worker strike has definitely added to some of the woes here short term. But uh, some of these companies look pretty posed, you know, pretty pretty well for for the next couple of years with growth. And uh, we're definitely taking a look. Uh, Ford is one that we like here at these prices, and. Uh, you know, we'll continue to, uh, you know, search through them. Obviously, we own Tesla in our core equity portfolio as well. Now, in the world of EVs, Tesla actually didn't do quite as well. Their quarter three results were off 6%, well below their lowered views. Uh, but the other electric company, uh, one of them called Rivian, is uh, reporting better than expected third quarter deliveries of vehicles with over uh, 16,000 produced, and they expect to reach their yearly goal of 52,000 in 2023. So uh, it's mixed whether or not the consumer has really embraced or or doesn't really care about these all-electric vehicles. I think they do. It's just uh, a small percentage of the overall auto sales, and I think the height, uh, you know, Bob, we talked about this so much, you know, for, for a year about all the electric vehicle. Uh, that's kind of the magic elixir of, of the market, you know, a year, year and a half ago. And everybody was pretty hyped up about these new electric vehicles. But, again, they, they just still don't fit a lot of the consumers' driving demands. The costs are very expensive. Uh, but, as you said, you know, the, the players out there continue to uh, look at their offerings and, we see more and more electric vehicle offerings, and uh, you know, you know, we'll definitely see that probably as time goes forward. So something probably in its infancy, but uh, we'll just have to watch the trends and see where we head. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Konnichiwa. Hi, Walt. Hey, konnichiwa, Ken. How are you this week? Uh, the furnace, he's right. The furnace did kick on last night, and it makes me think about these pipeline and gas stocks. Uh, one that's been popping up a lot is uh, Enbridge, symbol E-N-B. And I saw an article about their preferred stock paying 9%. The common stock pays 8.4. Have you ever, uh, have you seen anything coming up on Enbridge or have you ever looked at E-N-B? I have. Yeah, Ken, I, I've seen it come through our screens. I'm familiar with the company. I think it's a Canadian-based uh, company, uh, but but again, you're right. I mean, as far as uh, you know, distribution uh, of gas, uh, you know, this, they they are a big player uh, in that market. Uh, just kind of looking at their last couple quarters, you know, they they've struggled uh, with with revenue. Um, but again, profitability is flat here as we go into the 
the fall, I think it's the big thing for these companies to be what kind of winter we get. And, you know, obviously last year we had a much lighter winter and uh, gas prices, you know, did not move up as a lot of people expected. And they moved the other direction and kind of sent these stocks downward. But, uh, yeah, strong dividend here. And, you know, depending on what the season is as we go into the next winter, it, you know, we could definitely see increasing gas prices, which could uh, lead to much more profitability for these types of companies. Okay. Have you ever done anything with preferred stock? Uh, we have. Yeah, we, we uh, look at a lot of different preferred. Uh, you know, we've used preferreds in our fixed income portfolios where uh, uh, where it makes sense. But, yeah, I, I think your preferreds are, are definitely a, a hybrid security, you know, something between a stock and a bond, and uh, sometimes makes some sense for some portfolios for sure. Okay. You guys have a good week. Thanks. All right, you take care. Three three zero six seven three one two three four. You can talk to Walt Secura about your particular stocks on the program today. So give us a call. Lines are open. Uh, Big Pharma continues to get bigger. Eli Lilly is going to pay one point four billion with a B for Point Biopharma, a company that works on cancer treatments. Now, as one would expect, the Point Biopharma stock skyrocketed with this news. Originally, Lilly's stock fell on that uh, announcement, but then it rose solidly for the week. The question I would have here is that uh, Big Pharma looks pretty big right now. Is this is it really an overpriced uh, issue? Is it, is it not, like, not a good time to get in because it's too expensive? Uh, a lot of these stocks have moved up, you know, the, the Big Pharma stocks. There's a lot of opportunities in healthcare, Bob. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of smaller cap and mid-cap companies that really haven't had the run-up. You know, healthcare overall as an industry uh, has, has not performed as well you know, as some other industries. It's one of our more favorite sectors right now is healthcare, but yeah, you're right. Lily's had a tremendous run, uh, you know, and again, a lot of that had to do with their weight loss drug, and uh, they also have an Alzheimer's treatment. They, they kind of hit the, uh, you know, the double uh, double uh, win there with, with those two drugs, and you know, the stock has moved uh, exceptionally high for the year, you know, moved up from, I think we started the year around uh, $500 a share, and, you know, it jumped up into the 600s here a few weeks ago. I think we're at 565 now. Uh, so, yeah, these stocks, you have to watch them as far as valuation goes. And, uh, these acquisitions just show, though, that, you know, these companies have power. They have cash flow. They're able to, you know, buy other uh, companies that are in areas that they, they believe they can expand. And, uh, you know, so this acquisition, I think, just shows Lilly is, is really – you know, going after that growth, they're developing their own drugs and trying to buy some smaller pharmaceutical companies that they can, uh, you know, take take the research that they have and advance it. So uh, we like Lily. I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, high priced here, and valuation might be a little high, but I think if you look at the five year haul, I, I Lily's still a pretty good stock. I think for the long run, Bob. Now, ExxonMobil will be disclosing quarter three reports on November 4th, but they also disclosed in a filing last week that they pretty well benefit from the high oil and natural gas prices during the quarter. Uh, the quarter up three update is a positive sign for that sector, but as we mentioned earlier, uh, a sharp decline in crude oil prices last week could overshadow these uh, good news for the past quarter. Yeah, that's what happens. You know, I think we're going to see some really impressive results uh, for a lot of these uh, energy companies, but... Again, you know, the market always looks forward. It's, it's incorporating the news that is out. And if uh, energy prices, the belief that oil and gas is, is going to come lower, then uh, that's going to price set these stocks in the opposite direction of what a lot of people would think with, with the good quarter. So, 
uh, you know, the market looks forward. Uh, stock prices are priced based on forward expectations, not looking in the rearview mirror. But uh, uh, Exxon should have a really excellent report when they when they put the numbers out here for the quarter. Now, the travel industry, a bit of a slowdown now, as they say what's called revenge travel, the pent-up demand for travel during the COVID pandemic that's kind of kind of petering out. So travelers are being more specific. They're being more careful. And what does this mean for travel stocks? I think you got to go look and back at the leaders, Bob. I think just about all, uh, you know, travel companies, whether you're looking at hotels or airlines, um, you know, you, you could pretty much buy in at the bottom of COVID and you're going to get some recovery. But now I think it comes down to quality. It comes down to looking at uh, the business models of these companies and, you know, the longer, longer term viewpoint, uh, as we mentioned, you know, a lot of the cruise uh, lines are starting to show profitability again. And, uh, you know, I think you just got to be selective as you look at uh, where the opportunities are in travel. I, I don't think you can just buy the whole industry uh, at this point. I think you have to get back in there and be selective, know what you own and know why you own it. Now, in general, what are industries are you looking at now if you look at the top-down analysis of stocks? But we, you know, we do like energy, although we'll have to watch energy prices. Uh, that was one sector that we were kind of looking really heavy at going into the fall. And, you know, there's expectations of a, of a rougher winter, like we were just talking about with Ken. Uh, healthcare is is definitely, you know, at the top. Um, industrial stocks, uh, definitely another area that we're looking at. And, you know, we still like technology. I, I know a lot of people feel like technology is, you know, it's had such a great year. Uh, but I think technology is going to drive the, the long term uh, for a lot of stocks. It's, it's not just the technology stocks, but a lot of companies that still have to apply technology. So uh, we're going to continue to favor those sectors as we go forward. Now, you recently added Agco stocks to your small mid-cap portfolio. Agco manufactures uh, agricultural tractors, uh, self-propelled sprayers, and combines. Uh, now, this company actually dep- competes with Deer. Uh, tell us about Agco. Yeah, Agco is a smaller cap uh, agricultural company. They they're not as big as Deer. Deer is about 189 billion in size. Agco is about eight billion. Uh, but they you know they have more of a global footprint. Um, Deer is uh, definitely has much more of the U.S. market, uh, but Agco does have uh, a footprint throughout the world. They have about 3,200 distributors, dealers uh, throughout the world, and they just made a deal with Trimble um, on their precision uh, agricultural. Um, you know, some type of offering. So, uh, Trimble and Agco, uh, they they did a joint venture where they, you know, they're going to really kind of develop uh, machines that will compete uh, well against uh, deer. So, Agco is a stock we we definitely like here. Symbol AGCO. Uh, we added it to our small mid cap portfolio, and uh, again, we we like the stock as we look at over the next few years. Any other changes in that uh, small mid cap portfolio? Yeah, but we we really have re you know revamped that portfolio. Uh, there's 28 stocks in that portfolio now. We're we're really heavy in healthcare. We have about seven healthcare stocks in there, um, small mid cap side. Uh, and again, you know, it's a portfolio that we're excited about as we look out over the next three to five years. Um, technology and healthcare are the two biggest industries there. A lot of innovation. A lot of companies that you know we believe can grow pretty significantly. So. Uh, we're excited to talk about that portfolio. If anybody would like to call in and talk about it, we'll we'll give you some insight. Um, but I, I think it's a, a portfolio that offers some, some good uh, future potential. 
And again, you can always call the company and talk to them about anything, including stocks like we're talking about here. If you dial them in, Akron at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. And you do a lot more than just pick stocks. In fact, you are a full-service wealth management team. you got the access of the Robert W. Baird Company behind you. So as oftentimes you said, if anybody has any questions about their finances or their money, they can give you a call. Absolutely, Bob. Yeah, we, we love to help people. And if, if you have a question, every question is a good question. And, you know, we're happy to see if we can help. And uh, sometimes getting a second opinion is uh, is what the doctor ordered. So, you know, don't don't hesitate to give us a second call. And we're happy to look over things and, and give you another opinion to see if you're heading in the right direction. Well, once again, the AKW Group in Akron, you can call them at 234-466-7476, 234 7476. They're on the Embassy Parkway in Fairlawn in the Waterford building there. 234-466-7476. When you call them, tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. So, Walt, we're getting into the second week of October, and uh, what do you think is going to be going on? Well, we're going to watch inflation numbers next week, Bob, and uh, continue to watch uh, this market as we head into next year. So we'll talk to you next Sunday. Once again, for great investment advice and more, give the AKW Group a call in Akron at 234-466-7476 and talk to Walt Secura and his team. Walt, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Agco Corporation, AGCO. American Waterworks Company, symbol AWK. Deer & Company, symbol DE. Dick Sporting Goods, Inc., symbol DKS. Enbridge Inc., symbol ENB. Exxon Mobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol GM. Nordstrom Inc., symbol JWN. Eli Lilly and Company, symbol LLY. Point Biopharma Global Inc., symbol PNT. Rivian Automotive Inc., symbol RIVN. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Toyota Motors Corporation, symbol TM, and Trimble Inc., symbol TRMB. Please note that Robert W. Barron and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barron Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company, symbol DE, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months.